0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, joined with Reed Bacon. The 2022 Tennessee Volunteers are SEC champs, baby. And it is a great feeling. Might be in basketball, but it's still a great feeling. Monkey off our back. Haven't won since 79. We go full into it. What this means for us as as the fan base, what this means for this team, how we're going to look going into the, the tournament, this ridiculous seating we got. It's all basketball today. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, let's jump into it.
1: the game. Snap. The kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Re No, sir, Re Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns.
0: Loads. ...loads up. Fires
1: long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught, caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins! Caught by Tennessee. Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. the 35 to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pence. Touchdown on play number one.
0: All right, before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, as always, betonline.ag. Listen, if you're wanting to make anything exciting, you got to bet on it. It makes it so much better. Um, even if you're following a team that you're not necessarily a fan of, you put some money down, the thing gets very exciting. You're really watching that game. Um, BetOnline is that place to do it. It's got all the news, the stats, the scores, the odds, everything you could think of. They cover every sport too: football, basketball, boxing, golf, everything you could think of. That is the place to go. So, when you head over, check out their new uh, mobile site, uh, their new website, and when you sign up, you will receive a fifty percent welcome bonus if you use the code Believe. That's B L E A V when you sign up. So, fifty percent welcome bonus. That's awesome. Fifty percent on your first deposit. That's amazing. Um so before you watch any games or before you enjoy any sports, head on over to bet online, put some money down on it, make it exciting. Bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, welcome in everybody. Uh have a early morning podcast for you. We were going to put our guest on, but decided to really do a whole podcast about this basketball team because it is such a Huge occasion winning the SEC first time since 79. But before we get into all that, Reed, how are we doing, bud?
1: Dude, it's so funny because when we do these early morning ones, I'm always like, you can hear it in my voice, you can see it in my face. But the funny thing is, like this was my idea to jump on early. I just got back from vacation last night. And I'm I'm doing great. And you know, I, I got the bed head. I just rolled straight out of bed. I threw on my, my Tennessee swag, but it, what you just said is so true. We ha we had to do this one. Like we had a great special guest coming up. It was a really good interview. We'll put that one out, but it would not have been fair um, to, to the basketball team. And t- to be honest with you, I, like I don't, I don't care if 75 people listen to this, like, I just am so happy and proud of this basketball team. Um, and yeah, so, so I'm doing well. I mean, I'm, I'm back in Knoxville. Um, had a great vacation and uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear what you think about this since we talked. Yeah, last. You,
0: had, you had to get back just in time to record in the Chinese restaurant.
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs>
0: um, I, I, I'm ecstatic, man. I, I, This is probably one of like the biggest like monkey off my back feelings I've had. And I mean, since the Florida loss and or Florida win 2016, like we have been so close for so many years with Bruce, with Rick, like to actually get a championship is just something that can't be described almost like how many times we're number one in the nation at one point during the year? How many times do we win the regular season SEC, but then, you know, losing the tournament? And it was always just like, you know, men's basketball is like third, fourth fiddle on campus. And I'm just so happy for those guys that they finally got a championship. They finally got that SEC. Even if it wasn't regular season, like, this one is so much more important. And, you know, no one could take that away from them. Like, e- like, even if they do lose in the tournament and they don't make it far, like, you still can't take away – like, that banner is going to be in Thompson Bowling forever. So, uh, I'm so happy for them and so ecstatic. And, and, God, they played freaking dominant, dude. The entire tournament, just dominant as shit.
1: So I, I, I love that you say kind of got the monkey off their back because I have been on here multiple, multiple times talking about Ricky B, Rick Barnes, who who I like, but I just would get so frustrated with him because he is who he is. And there's some people that I know are going to argue with me and be like, well, Reed, you know, we're, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday morning and the tournament, uh, the NCAA tournament starts on Thursday of this week. Tennessee plays at 245 on Thursday. We could go out and lose first, first round, and we're 17-point favorite. Do I think that's going to happen? No, not at all. Like, I, I really trust this team, and that's one thing I'm going to talk about is the way this team is built and something that I talked to my dad about uh, when we were watching these games this week. But basketball – College basketball is one of the most – I have buddies that say it's the best postseason. I I, I maybe – I think it's the most exciting. I disagree because – I disagree a little bit because in a weird way, like, I want to find out, like, really who is the best. And, like, I feel like in a tournament like this, you maybe don't ultimately always find out who's the best. The Cinderella's
0: come in and just take out the best.
1: Right. So, So that's why it is – that's why it is, like, the most exciting – Um, but, but for me, like, I know so many people would disagree with this, but like, I don't mind a series, like, you know, like how the NBA does it. Like, I feel like if college basketball got to the final four and then had a best of three, like, I think that's pretty neat, but I get it. I get the reason why people love any, any given day. If someone's hitting their shots, they can upset. But anyways, back to, back to what I was saying it is so difficult to win a basketball tournament in my, in my opinion. And so, yes, we have won the SEC regular season before, but I always wanted to win the tournament. It just seems like that is something the tournament is what people remember. Like I don't necessarily remember that we were regular season champs, which is a great, great um, achievement. It really is. And like you and I've been talking on here, like the SEC has been, been pretty good for the past six seven six seven eight years in my opinion and so um but when you actually do it in a tournament it just hits different it just it just hits different because it's like so many eyeballs are on the tournament compared to the 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 season well hell for maybe the first quarter of the season people aren't even really paying attention because it's still football season or Mm -hmm. or you know you got the you got the the playoffs and and the national championship in, in college you got you know, steal some regular season playoffs and Super Bowl. Maybe I'm just speaking for me, but like, I don't feel like college basketball even really starts until, you know, February or March. You know, fe- no, you're like, right.
0: You're right. You're, you're definitely right. And they're competing with NBA basketball that's going on. It's just like things kind of get pushed to the wayside. Like, everyone understands football is king in America. Like, you can't, can't help that. So, you know, that's why this part is exciting because a lot of people have no idea what to do, have no idea how to think about these teams because they've only been watching them for a month and a half.
1: Right, right. And and that's a great point that you make because maybe the team that you started watching is completely different. And and so um, I just, I feel really, like it's a shame that this was the first one since the 70s. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. here thinking like, bro, all the good teams that I remember watching growing up, like you said, whether it was Bruce or whether it was, um, you know, Rick, like, we, we lost in 19 to Auburn. I guess 2018 we lost to, was it Kentucky in 2018 that we lost to? I forget. I'll, I'll look that up. But the fact that we were in the championship game and then we finally get one, and like you said, how dominant it was. Like, these games, like, we're UT fans, so we get nervous. It could be a 11 point game. We're like, oh, they might still come back. <laughs>
0: I'm telling you, I I was never
1: comfortable. Right, exactly. And we end up, we end up. I mean, we just controlled all the games. Now they tried to give Kentucky a, a chance to get back in that with that really, really BS, you know, uh, call towards the end of the game on Vescovi, aka Vescovy. But like, yeah, that was
0: team, ridiculous because they, they even like described being in the player's cylinder as, like, giving him room to move, the guy was on top of him, like, on his back. Right. And it wasn't even an elbow Vescovi hit him with. It was just, sho- like, shoulder blade. So, I mean, whose fault is that? That's not – like, Vescovi's not purposely – like, that's just moving backwards and the guy being on top of
1: you. And it was – and I think it was somewhat of a flop job. but Oh, yeah. J- just just the fact – that they go out, you handle business in the first round, you beat you beat Mississippi State the way you're supposed to. And then it's – and then here comes – here comes Kentucky. And going in, like Kentucky was still favored to win – or they weren't favored, but they were better – bigger favorite than us to win the tournament. Then they were favored to win the game. You know, they're still favored, but more favored against us in the NCAA tournament. Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk here about these seats. because it, yeah, it, I I, it, I definitely it, wanted
0: to just give UT their shine first and talk about the tourney the SEC yes. tourney before we jumped into the I I'm, yes.
1: I'm, I'm 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 legit I'm legit annoyed it it shouldn't really matter but I'm legit annoyed because it's just like it's just it's just BS in my opinion but oh yeah um, and then they go out and you know like Texas A&M was the hot team you know I was worried about playing Arkansas getting the championship but. You know, that's what happens in March. Teams get playing well. You know, they get hot. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Bus Williams is a really good coach for Texas a I've said it before. I mean, I think the SEC has some really good coaches. I mean, Frank Martin, I know he just got let go yesterday, but he was at South Carolina for 10 years, took him to a Final Four. I mean, who the hell ever would have thought that South Carolina basketball would have made a Final Four? Yeah. So, um, so I get it. I get it that there's that, you know, sometimes it's just time to, to be done. But I think it's such I think it's a deep league and I think we we handle business and it just I'm gonna ride this for a while and I it's just funny because like all they did was win three games in a row, but it's just like that's what's so awesome about basketball is like when you win that tournament. I mean, would I be upset if we went one and done and lost to Longwood? Yeah, I would be bummed. But for some re- for some reason, man, if, if we just make the sweet 16 and I look back on this and say, all right, we made the sweet 16. And, and we won the S C D tournament like uh, you know depending on maybe how we lost that game to go to the elite 8 like I'm still gonna look at this as a huge uh, uh, there's in my opinion you really can't look at this as any way as a success because we haven't we just did something that we hadn't done since the 70s.
0: Yeah, exactly and there was like us on the fringe the entire season and it was not until recently, that we really started putting a string of very good quality wins together and becoming a whole team that could work with each other. Cause like you've like a little bit mentioned like the makeup of this team, like work with each other, understand their strengths and their weaknesses, not take stupid shots, you know, playing good defense, um, playing off of each other very well. Like, that was all formed throughout the season. And you really didn't see how successful it could be until the end. So when it did happen in the end, when we did beat Kentucky at home, when we beat Auburn, when we beat Arkansas, you know, going into the tournament, we got the number two seed that, that makes it to feel like, you know, we necessarily shouldn't have been here, even though like we had an Arizona win earlier in the season stuff like that, there was just inconsistent games early that made this feel like, hey, we really overachieved to be in this spot. And that's like – that was such a great experience to be like, okay. So that that makes me feel like if we do lose in the tournament that it's not as bad.
1: And you know what, Kyler? I don't – I might disagree and say that I don't know if this team necessarily overachieved. I just think, which is so important – in any sport, I just think they started meshing and clicking and playing well at the right time. Because
0: because I wouldn't say that, like, their team, their makeup couldn't do this. And maybe overachieve was a bad way to put it. Because I think I was just saying it seemed like that because of the inconsistency earlier in the season, being in Arizona but losing to freaking whoever. Right, right. Um, So maybe it just seemed that way, which is probably where this r- ridiculous seating comes from. Right. Even yeah, though it's think- not like that way we, we were a bad team and then we became a good, it's like, we were always a good team. It was just, we took a minute to figure ourselves out. And then we just absolutely dominated for the past month. And it, if that doesn't matter, I don't understand what this committee is looking at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, let me, let me say first off, I, it's, it's funny. I was on Xbox Live with a bunch of my buddies and we had just lost to somebody in the regular season and it was like, it might've been late January, early to middle February. And one of my buddies was like, dude, this team's just not good. Like they're not even going to make the tournament. I said, we're done. We're done. Get me out of here. I said, I said, stop, bro. I said, stop. I said, the team's going to make the tournament. They're they're too good not to make the tournament. And he's like, you know, he was just a Tennessee fan. He's like, no, like they're there's this, there's that. Like we're just not any good. I said, I was like, we're still going to win the, we're still going to make the tournament. Like, calm down. And so, I, I always thought that this team, as the season was going on, we get a six or seven seed. But like you said, they they dominated the path this this last regular this last bit of the regular season, and then they went and won the tournament. And and to be honest with you, like, it feels good because those teams with Grant and Admiral and Jordan. And Kyle and and whoever we were number one for the longest time. You know we beat Gonzaga in December, and, and we're Fulkerson. number one. And one and one yeah, ferguson has been on there forever. But <laughs> and we and we were we were number one for the, a good part of the season, and then we just make you know then we don't win the SEC tournament and we and we win the Sweet Sixteen. So it's like we go to the Sweet Sixteen. and That's it. it's like, well, did we just peak too early? You know, and then like years before that, like you said with Bruce, so it just feels good like that we peaked in March, we played well in March, and we won the SEC tournament. And 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 like maybe I'm maybe I'm the one that's just feeling way more excited about that I could because I might talk to people and I'm like, yeah, we won the SEC tournament. Who cares? Like we got we got to do it in the Big Boy tournament. And it's like for me, like yeah, I want to do it in the Big Boy tournament, but like I know how difficult that is, mm-hmm. and so I'm really, really, really going to enjoy this SEC championship. Um, I want to talk about how this team is constructed. It was like I was talking to my dad. And now, obviously, the big caveat is like people have to play well. Like you, you have yeah. to play. You have to be playing well, and you have to be playing your roles well.
0: You can be, but, you can be, you know, beautiful on paper. I mean, the freaking Lakers have three All of Famers, but <laughs> if they're not playing well. They, they don't win.
1: Correct, correct. And so it's like you really look at this team. And it's like everybody knows who KC is. Everybody knew Kennedy Chandler coming in. And I really, really believe that he is the first five-star that has advertised for us that has come in and has been a, a, a game-changer from basically day one. And I'm not saying he hasn't made mistakes, and I'm not saying that he's been incredible and taken over games, but the way that he plays basketball – and you know he's he's only six foot. If he was six five, six six, I think he would be like uh, an Auburn's uh, Jabari Smith or whatever. And like, oh yeah, he'd be
0: talked about like crazy. I mean, he did win like Most Valuable Player for the SEC tournament. But I, I, if I was him, like I, I would really think about like not coming out this year, yeah, because he, he just he hasn't gotten the amount of hype that he deserves just throughout media and national media and everything like that. And like, you need that to get a good draft spot. Like you need some media hype, even though it, like it might have nothing to do with your play. You need that. So, I mean, Hey, who knows what happens in this tournament? Something might change for him. But Like right now, if I was him, I, I wouldn't come out because you can play for another year and be, possibly lottery pick.
1: Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked at that stuff. I I think he still gets talked about in certain circles. And I think that if he does come out and play pretty well in this tournament, this is where all the eyeballs are on it. I still think he leaves and um and I don't I mean if the kid if you can be a top 15, top 10, which people still say he's gonna be top 10 pick, I mean that's life changing money. I mean that's basically like I'm sitting here and there's like you know 10 million dollars in front of me and I'm like Nah, I'll, I'll just go back and living in a dorm and playing. You know what I mean? Like, so I get it. Like, but it,
0: but it is different now. He could probably make a million on campus now.
1: I mean, potentially, potentially he could. So, uh, you listen. I would love for him to come back. But just back to back to my talking about this team. Like, we got that freshman talent who, when you need a guy to beat someone off the dribble, get to the rack, get the a and one and flex on him like he did the other day. You know, like, he's so good with the ball. He gets to his little 15-footers. Um, you know, he, he can drain the three if you need it. I think the only downfall that I have about him is his free throw shooting. I think that's the only thing that, like, sketches me out about him. But so you have that. You have that talent. Well, then you got a guy who's been around with, with Vescovy and Vescovy, who has just gotten better the whole time he's been here, who is just that knockdown three-baller. Who's not not bad off the dribble? He has a little bit of limitations with his athletic ability, but not bad off the dribble. Makes good passes. I mean, came up so clutch uh, with a couple of those rebounds. Just a good fighter, a good player. Oh yeah, man!
0: The amount of effort he was showing on that is yes. insane. Him and yeah. him and Ziegler.
1: Right, right. And I haven't mentioned Ziegler yet because I'm going to tie him into this. But then you then you got Josiah Jordan James, who, as a five star, we're like. I was expecting him to come in big body, look mature, five-star. I'm like, all right, I'm expecting this guy to come in and average, you know, 14 and eight, and then maybe maybe go to the NBA or maybe come back another year and average 16 and 10 and be at lottery. Because that that's just how our minds think in basketball. Like, oh, he's a five-star, so that's just what you think. But he wasn't that. Mm-hmm. But to see what he's developed into as a team leader, to, to see how he's developed and has started knocking down his shots, and maybe that hand injury really did have something to do with it. But, like, to see that he can knock down that open three. And I love when he beats someone off the dribble and hits that little 15-footer, like, jumper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great thing for him and his arsenal. And then He can really
0: get above everybody else, too. Like, he, like you say, he's such a big dude that when he does stop and jump, like, he's above everyone else he like he it really is a jump shot i mean
1: um, if you if if you look at him bro like he's 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 a he's a he's kind of a genetic freak when you look at him and so like i also love his demeanor and i love like when you hear him in an interview he sounds like a great great young kid great young guy um has all the right you know has all the right stuff inside his chest inside his heart and it sounds like he's become such a good team leader. So then you have those three guys. Well, then we haven't even talked about Fulkerson, who's been around, had a lot on his plate coming back this year, and had some ups and downs. I think, I think it's easy to have ups and downs in a basketball season because the basketball season is so long. But, like, the, that guy who has, has, has continued to be there and make plays and be the grandpa on the team and to kind of bring people together, well, then we haven't even mentioned where it's been Brandon Huntley Hatfield, who we've seen before our eyes get much better as the season's gone on. Mm-hmm. And, and someone who could potentially be a really, really good basketball player for, for the University of Tennessee. And then Joseph Adu came in and, and is, and is given some good minutes. And, you know, Euros. I mean, bro, there was a time this, this year where Euros was like one of our better players like whether it was like because of his energy and his effort and he's still a big goof out there, you know, but like <laughs> that, but how much he cares and how much he's playing. I mean, there was a stretch there for about a week, two weeks, where it's like Ziegler and Euros were like the two people that we could always count on to be up, you know, for the games and getting after it. And so mm-hmm. you got a guy, you got a guy like that who like can help the younger bigs and can bring that attitude and can bring that uh, camaraderie and, um and then lastly, man, like the, the spark plug, like the guy, the fan favorite, you know, the guy who everyone loves an underdog, but the guy who's really, really made a difference on this team because of he, he gives Biscovi, it gives Casey a chance to be off the ball, you know, in a guy who just makes those plays when you need them, whether it's a steal or hell yesterday he gets a rebound i mean he's the smallest guy on the court and he gets a rebound you know to to clutch the game against kentucky him Dude, and insane. him and, yeah and it's like you have to have those guys like he he's going to go down he's going to be um, i don't know why he wouldn't be here for 4 years and he's going to go down as one of the biggest fan favorites and probably one of the better basketball players to walk walk through this university and to have a guy who can uh, you know Marches, Marches guard play, and he's, you know, he's good with the ball. He's feisty, plays good defense, comes up with stuff when you need it, has that swagger about him where he might not even be that great of a shooter, but I can promise you, when the ball is in his hands, if we need a three, if he's pulling the trigger, I feel like it's going in because I think he feels, because I feel like he feels like it's going in. Yeah, he's
0: he's got that confidence behind him. I mean, he was, you know, one for four in the Texas AM game, but like, Dude, the, the, the way they all mesh together, the way their playing styles all, all go together, the, the fact that Viscovi, Ziegler, and KC can all handle the ball well. Yeah. And, yeah. not I mean, not to mention Josiah Jordan, like he can too. And them working around each other, the way that they work with, you know, if Uris is in there or Folky is in there or Uris and Nadu in there. Right, and it just like switches up how they're playing. I think that like hurts a lot of the teams that we're playing because they're like, "Oh crap, they're they're going big." Oh, now they're going small. Now they're going big. Now they're like a hybrid, and it just like really messes with them to where teams aren't sure how to defend us. And then we have such great effort on defense that because that's all defense is, man. It it is effort.
1: I um, agree. Yeah,
0: it is. it, Yeah, communication, but the effort is just such a huge part of it. And to lock guys down, to not let them get good shots. I mean, Kentucky and Texas A&M, I, like I haven't seen worse three point performances from teams before. And like, I'm not sure if that's completely us. I think they both had like pretty bad nights shooting, but uh, it's still just very impressive to, you know, hold both. Like, I think we held both of them under 30 points in the first half. And just it is such a sight to see this team form into what they have.
1: Yeah. I mean, you play defense like that, like you and I have always said, it's effort, you know, it's communication, it's want to – You play defense like that, and then your shots are falling. Like, you can be a dangerous team. That's why they're SEC tournament champs. And um, like you said, I love how this team plays together. I feel like we don't have that one guy. We don't have that one or two guys that, uh, that you have to worry about. I mean, at any given time, someone can pick up the slack, and that's a great thing because it hurts other teams when they're trying to defend us. But it also helps, like, well, you know what? Reed's having an off night so guess what Kyler's there to pick him up like Mm. these guys got these guys got three or four guys that can pick you pick you pick you up and help you and, and lead the way I mean I remember you and I were talking we had a game earlier this year that we won and like I don't I don't think anyone was much over 11 or 12 points but we had like four or five guys in double figures and so it's just like it's it's nice to have that those many options um so I I personally couldn't be happier I mean I can't – I just can't believe it. Like, I'm still kind of in shock. I'm like, man, like, to see how this basketball team has grown, to, to remember how I felt about them, how I wasn't going to get excited about them. then when that bell dropped and rang and I was standing there watching it with my dad, I mean, I was like, dude, they just won the tournament. I was like, this this is incredible. I was like – yeah. I mean, like, you know, no Auburn, no Kentucky, no Arkansas. Like, no – you know what I mean? Like, it was just – it was awesome. It was awesome. So, I was really, really happy for Rick really really happy for these guys and now if we want to talk about the seating it i don't like cussing anymore but it was straight bullshit i mean like there's no way there's no way that kentucky who we beat twice or two out of three times and to be honest with you kyler like we handled them in knoxville and we kind of handled them earlier this week if you really watched the game like
0: i mean really we did i think we i have said it before but like whenever you get up on a team you're a little bit more lax and like have the ability to come but we still held off their comeback like I think they got to like six or five points where we we're like no 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 like it's okay we still right. got this
1: right right and and that's why like when I saw that I was like man and I know people say two and three sheets don't really don't really make a difference it's more about your draw and 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 Tennessee's we'll get to that in a second but um it was just – it was just, like, annoying. It's just, like, the Blue Bloods, man. It's like Kentucky. And then fucking Duke. Like, give me a break. Like, someone put it out there, and it was, like, our, our strength of schedule, our, our Kim Palm, our, you know, wins versus loss. It was just, like, such BS. And it's, like, bro, like
0: – It's they, the name.
1: They, they just they, – they it is just the name. And it's also because it's Coach Case last season. It's, like, they just took a fat L at home to not very good North Carolina team in his last regular season game at home. And I get it. That's a – that's a, a rivalry game. So a lot can happen, but like they took that fat L, they don't win the ACC tournament, like their, their strength of schedule. And it's just like, it's just like, it's, it's just one of those things where like, Hey committee, like why do we trust you to get stuff right when there's blatant mishaps like this? Like, yeah. Why, just, why,
0: why is, why is Kentucky over us? Yeah. Why, why is Auburn over us? Like what, what part of these people's rest? Hell, I even looked at Baylor's resume. They're not, it's not better than ours. It's not even close. They don't even have like those quality wins that we do. And they lost like first round in their tournament. And it's just like, what, what is the reason to play these conference championship tournaments? Like if you're not going to put that into account when you're making your seating, what the hell is the reason to play it? Like, it is so annoying that, Lenardi can get on ESPN and be like, well, nothing that's happened over the past three days matters. Like none of it matters.
1: And, yeah. And, and I, and I know, and I know that they're going to say it's a body of work and stuff like this. And it's like, well, okay. Like I did see the body of work between the two snapshots that were all, you know, that people were posting and stuff like that. I, I'm not on Twitter. So I didn't get to scroll, man. I'm telling you what they will me on Twitter. During during March Madness and NFL free agencies, like, like pretty tough, but I you know, I'm gonna stay firm for for my Lent and fasting. But yeah, I saw I saw someone post it. Like it was on Twitter, but someone took a screenshot and posted in this uh text messaging group. And I'm like, I was just like WTF. I was like, Reed, you know not to get mad about this, but when it was so blatant in numbers, I'm like, Duke shouldn't be there. And the Kentucky thing never should have happened because like their body of work, I don't think, was that much better over the regular season. And, like I said, our head-to-head was, you know, was two times against them and we just won the tournament.
0: Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it's like, okay, say they did have a better start to the season and they beat us that first time. But ever since then, we had one loss to an Arkansas team on the road, or maybe two. We had two losses, to Texas – Know an Arkansas team on the road. The rest were wins: one versus Kentucky, and one versus Kentucky in the regular season. One versus Kentucky in the SEC championship, and one versus Auburn in the regular season. And it's like you're telling me from that Kentucky loss on, none of it matters because we were still considered like third place in the SEC at that point. So it's just like no, like nothing that happened over that past month goes into account on this. It makes zero sense, and we weren't even the best three seed. They had Wisconsin over us. I know, dude. Wisconsin, dude, oh, are you kidding God. me? Oh, co chance who shit down the bed and didn't win the regular season championship because they lost their last game.
1: Because so- they, cel- they celebrated, <laughs> they celebrated prematurely.
0: Celebrated prematurely. <laughs> they lose in the tournament. They didn't win their their Big Ten tournament. I'm just like, what in the world makes you think Wisconsin is better than Tennessee right now?
1: I know. Hey, so you're going you're gonna to like this. So I'm sitting here, I get my, it's nice. I have my work laptop. Uh, now that I work from home, I, I got this work laptop pulled up. And so I'm sitting here looking at it. Well, I just typed in 2022 March NCA bracket. Well, then I wanted to click on an image. Well, it takes me to SI.com and there's like, you know Pat Forty, Kevin Sweeney, some of these different riders. but there's like, I guess like basically almost like all their riders have all their tur- all their tournament picks already up, and just oh, yeah. come- and just coming through these, everyone but one has Tennessee in the Elite Eight, and then there's they have us losing to Arizona. This person has us losing to Arizona. Uh, Jeremy Wu, I don't know who you are, but they have us losing to Colorado State, which okay it could happen. But then this Jason Jordan has us beating Arizona, going on the Final Four. Like I'm scrolling down this, and everyone basically has us in the Elite Eight or or the Final Four. Um, so so that's that's funny to see. It's cool to see that recognition. We obviously know that um, you know you got to go out and play the games. But I'm, I'm I'm looking at this now for the bracket. So it's like okay, we play we play Longwood. Uh, okay. And then after that, our second-round matchup, if we win that, would be Colorado State versus Michigan. Oh, you have it right there in front of you?
0: Oh, yeah. I already got it printed off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've been been slowly,
0: like, filling in games. I'm like, yeah, I believe in that game, and I'll fill that one in. And then I'll just, like, sit and think on it and then be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go with that. So, I don't have it completed. I'm just like, whenever I feel like I'm going to go with that one, I write it down.
1: I just, that's so funny because I'm sitting here and I wasn't even looking at you. If people aren't watching on YouTube, I'm looking at my laptop, reading these off. And the next thing I know is I look up and you're shaking a paper. <laughs> like, when did you, when did you print it off? Do y'all have a printer at the,
0: at the house? Yeah, we have a, we have a, like a community printer downstairs in oh, my apartment nice. complex. Nice. So I printed it off last night and I was filling out some stuff because literally all day yesterday, I was just listening to a podcast about this and was just like listening about, all the other teams, because there's plenty of teams that I literally have not watched a dribble of. <laughs> and I'm like, how in the hell do I pick this team or not? I haven't hey, watched them at all. Yeah, so yeah. that's the fun of March Madness, though. It's like I have no idea on some of these teams.
1: Yeah, that's that's what – and that's what I was going to ask you. Is like, I'm a gut guy, so I'll just go through and fill it out within like – I usually maybe do probably anywhere from – two to three, maybe four. And that just depends on if I'm in a couple different groups or whatever. But I usually always have my one that's just gut feelings. And then I have another one where I'll go more upset. Then I'll have another one that I go more of the favorites. So it's like, those are my, those are my three, because usually I'm in different money pools. So I'm like, all right, well, if the favorites win, I'll be good in this one. If there's some upsets, hopefully that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what, what what do you usually do? You just, how many make do you usually make?
0: Um, so I've usually made like two in the past, Um, but just literally depends on like, you know, if I have a work pool one or not, like just a certain friend group wants to do it. When I go through it, it is much more gut. Um, there are times I've found myself like, well, I don't have any upsets. Like this is too chalky. Like I got to put an upset in here and like change something. Right. But this year, like I really am going based off of like who's hot, who I feel like could do well, but I always get caught up on the eight nines, the five twelves, like those ones which like I have no idea, you know, uh let's see. Colorado State and Michigan, like the only thing I know about Michigan is their coach smushed the Wisconsin coach, like. That's that's the only thing I know about Michigan. So, like, my thought process when I'm going through that is like, wait, who do I pick? Like, uh, but there's still biases. Like, I picked Boise State over Memphis because fuck Memphis.
1: Hey, dude, screw help, help dude, screw Memphis. Bro. Like, that's the only reason. It
0: has nothing to do with like Memphis being a good basketball team or not. It was literally just like I fucking hate Penny, and I hope he loses in the first game. I do too. Like, that's I what I was rooting for. But like other ones, like. I'm picking Arkansas over Vermont. I'm picking Bama over Rutgers or Notre Dame, whoever wins it. Like, I'm picking Virginia Tech over Texas because what they just did in the ACC tournament, and they're so hot right now. Like, I I am going to pick Murray State over Kentucky because fuck Kentucky, and I don't think they're that good. So, like, shit like that. And – And I feel I almost feel better about this bracket because of the amount of confidence that they put in these two seeds and these one seeds when we've played these two seeds and these one seeds. And I'm looking at their resumes versus ours and going, they're not that good. Like, it makes me feel like, oh, if I make them lose in the second round, that makes sense in my head. Where in the past, it's like, well, they're the first seed. They should win. Right. Like, right. you know, you, like, automatically want to go chalky. But now this year, looking at those teams and seeing them lose in their conference champion, like, tournament, you're like, oh, if, they, if Baylor loses in the second round, I'm not upset. Like, that, that makes sense to me now.
1: Right. Right. So, who knows yeah. how this will turn out. I know. I, uh, I'm, I'm looking at this bracket. And I'm, I'm fine with the draw Tennessee got. Like, I'm so sick of seeing Loyola Chicago. I swear if we lose to those idiots again at some point on this. Summer. I'm just
0: happy. Well, honestly, if we would have gotten the two seed there, I would have been very upset. I'm happy that they have to go through Villanova first.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before I they just get to like, us because I, I think Villanova will win it.
0: it <laughs> but we would not win it. Like, There's if we there. were that two seed and Villanova's that three seed, we would not win that game.
1: No, I know, I know. So, I'm looking at our draw, and like I said, we play Longwood, we beat them, we get Michigan or Colorado State. I'm not I'm not nervous about either of those. Now, getting to the – that would be the Sweet 16, like, bro, that's a rematch with either Villanova or, you know, Loyola Chicago – Loyola Chicago from a couple years ago. But, like, we played Villanova earlier this year, and we did not play well. And so, it's like that would be a game that I'd be pretty nervous about to see. Now, if we got through them and we had Arizona again – I know we beat Arizona at home, and I know that it was so freaking early. It was like December 6th, but I would still feel confident going into that game that Arizona knows, hey, like, this team already beat us once, and they're playing a hell of a lot better ball. So, like, I I feel pretty good about that. I mean, like I said, I'm not pumped about having to see Villanova again just because I did watch that game. And maybe I have to remember that it was so early on. But the only other one that I would have maybe wanted to be in is, is, I guess – the the one where Kansas is the one seed because I'm not scared of Kansas at all. So say if we'd gotten the two seed instead of Auburn, you know, and play Jacksonville State and then USC or Miami and then a Wisconsin matchup in the Sweet 16, and then our Elite Eight would be either Kansas or maybe Iowa. Like yeah. that, I would have I would have loved to bring in that Midwest side. Um, you know, looking at the West, I I you know I don't Gonzaga's like they're I don't necessarily want to see them, but I'm not super scared of them. Like, I would have been years past. I would have loved to have played Duke. Hell with Duke. Yeah, Uh, well, I think
0: Gonzaga got – I mean, they got a pretty good break because Duke is the worst number two seed, like, by far. Good point. In in my eyes. And I'm just like, if Gonzaga's going to make it far, this is – like, this is the – they have a good lineup for it.
1: Right. Because I feel like –
0: I feel like Texas Tech is going to take Duke out.
1: Yeah. And I'm telling you, that's the other thing about this that I wouldn't want to be in that one is because I don't want to see Texas Tech. I don't want to see Arkansas, bro. I know that they got beat and I was shocked that they got beat handily by AM, but Arkansas still a good team. And yeah. I would not want to, I would not want to see them. Um, going down to the East side, you know, Baylor, I've watched Baylor a couple times, good team, but like, I don't want to see you know if if Kentucky if Tennessee was the three seed in here I don't want to see Kentucky again which they're not going to put us there to play for a freaking fourth time I don't want to see Baylor I don't really care about UCLA I don't want to see Purdue I'm telling you Purdue and loyal Chicago give me freaking nightmares and then sure. I would like to play I would like to play Texas again as a rematch because I think we're a hell of a lot better than they are it's just when we played them we weren't we weren't playing that well but uh, I actually think this was – just this is my first time looking over the bracket. Like I think this is a actually a pretty good bracket, uh in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I I feel like our region is very strong. Like the one, the two, the three, and the five seed all won their conference yeah. tournaments. Agreed. In, which means which ours. means
1: you're which means you're good, but you're also playing hard.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um I I would probably agree with you and say that like the Midwest is one that, like, I would love to be in. Like, if we were in Auburn spot in the Midwest as a two seed,
1: yes, yes.
0: Like, bring it on. Like, I, I would love to, Wisconsin as a three, Kansas as the one. Like, thanks, I appreciate it. I, I feel like that's probably the easiest one, which is why I kind of. I'm leaning towards Auburn going long just because like I know Bruce Burrell I know he's a good coach um it's just you know doing what they need to do and making their shots and then I mean their ability to play press defense is incredible just like he had it when he was here uh so I feel like that's might be an opening for them to get pretty far in the tournament
1: I I actually yeah I agree I mean I love that you said you didn't watch – instead of saying I didn't watch one second or one game, I love you said you didn't say watch one dribble. That's my favorite line of the podcast. But, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of these teams I've watched, um, which doesn't ultimately matter because I'm going to go off my gut. But, like, I'm not going to be surprised, like I said, if Arkansas makes a run. Like, Auburn's a two-seed for a reason. I think they're really good. If they're hitting their shots and not playing way too much iso ball, I think they'll be good. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's – like there's a yeah. I mean, just looking over, I like got, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited every year for it. Um, yeah. And weirdly not like say, if we lost to Kentucky, I'd be really nervous for this. I'd be like, all right, we got to at least make the sweet 16. If not this year, it's going to be like, I mean, if we lost to Kentucky and didn't it make the damage, tournament. Yeah, it. Yeah. Or, or if we lost to A&M, like, yeah, I fact, uh, it's, it's almost like it's almost like for me, this is gravy on the biscuit, and and like we got our we got our SEC tournament championship, which I am saying I feel like I am probably in the minority of that. Like other people want to do well in this, and I get it. Like I want to do well too, but like that that SEC championship really meant something to me. And I really, would have lost
0: even the Texas A and M game. I would have thought we're not going to make it out of the second second game in the tournament. Like I, I right. like. Confidence would have been shot because it just would have felt like every other year that we squandered away, and we weren't able to like actually do anything in the tournament. Like I've been w- welcoming the three seed. Like if we lost, I'd have been like, "Yeah, we fucking deserve it. We're pieces of shit. Like just beaten down. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. On ourselves.
0: Yeah. Just like God dang it! I can't believe we lost the damn championship game." <laughs> which is well, I mean, just like the whole thought process of them all yeah
1: and just thinking back to last year's team man like i'm so much more confident this year like it's almost seems like a year away or i mean like a million years away like thinking when we had Jaden springer and keon johnson and eves but like last year's team like we could play defense and we were super athletic but like i didn't trust our guards to n- hit a knockdown shot when you need it you yeah. know and like and like I like Jaden Springer. He's not a Kennedy Chandler. He's not even a Ziegler in certain aspects. Keon was an absolute freak of a wing, but like he, he couldn't beat somebody off the dribble and hit you and knock down if you needed it really. So it's like, I just, I feel way, way more confident. I feel like last year was very much feast or famine. If we were hitting our shots and playing good defense then we could roll, but this year I feel like this is a much better basketball team from top to bottom, meaning fall handlers, Beach off the dribble, get a shot. Like you said, play off each other. Multiple people can do it for you. Like, I just – I feel way much – I feel way more confident in this team. So, uh, for me, to wrap this up on my end, I'm just – I'm super pumped. It's – uh, it, to me, it's been an amazing season so far, and we haven't even played the NCAA tournament yet. And it's all because of how they finished the season and what they did in that tournament. And yeah. you got to keep – got to keep building towards the end of the, se- end of the year, and that's what they did. Yeah, it. Just, I
0: mean, they got hot at the right time. Get them while they're hot. <laughs> <laughs> for all the fans watching, you don't know, but that's an inside joke. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, just so impressed with this team. So excited for them. Uh, so excited for March Madness. Um, Going to be trying to watch on my phone while I'm at work.
1: Uh, oh, I love that. I lo- yeah, I love the – I remember in high school, you're we're watching in the in the library at Catholic, and yeah. we're running and pulling it up on on the on the uh, pulling it up on the computers, and then like in uh, in college, you get back to your dorms or to your apartments and watch it. And now, like as it was working, like I always pull it up on my phone, or like hell now I work from home, so I'm gonna be laptop here, TV here, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know that's that's the one thing about my job. I work out in the field that I'm not, I'm yeah. not in an office setting where I can like pull out the laptop and I'm going to be pissed. Um, but I, I'll just have to take a lo- late lunch on Thursday so I can, so I can watch it. Yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm super excited for this. I know everybody else in Vol Nation is. Um, but yeah, appreciate you guys watching, listening. If you're on the YouTube, please subscribe, like, hit that notification bell. If you're listening on podcast platforms, please rate and review, Um, you know, rate us five stars. If you agree with that, follow us, uh, you know, leave comments on that YouTube. It it really helps with the algorithm. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media at believe in Tennessee on Twitter for our main account um, at, Bacon 26 for read on Twitter, at Kyler Curvison on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all together. That's a fun follow. We like to live tweet the games and uh, always have a lot of fun joking around with people on there. I mean, Vault Twitter is a very uh, fun uh, conglomerate, we'll say that. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, we have an email, believeintennesseefootball at gmail.com. A phone number, 865 322 9232. So feel free to reach out, ask any questions. Uh, always appreciate you guys. And as always, go Vals. Thank you for listening to Believe.